welcome to Richa Chats. So, I spent a lot of time asking you guys what you wanted to hear about and what this podcast could represent. And I kept hearing a common theme, which is that people are finding it hard to stay optimistic during the times we're living in. And believe me, I get it. So, for our first episode, I'll share three strategies that I hope can make your day a little better. I got these strategies from a book called The How of Happiness by Sonia Lubomirsky. So let's get started. What I like about this book is that the author is a social psychology and positive psychology professor. And so for every happiness strategy she provides, she backs it up with scientific research and empirical data. Now let's get into it. So the first strategy I really liked from this book is what she calls savoring the joys. And she presents three ways to do this through the past, the present and the future. I'll start with savoring the past because I think you might find it pretty easy to do given the times we're living in. She says you can savor the past through positive memories. And this is something my friends and I have been talking about a lot in our conversations lately. And we didn't do it with the intention of practicing a happiness strategy, but I think our lives have just changed so much that there's a lot to savor from the past. So we talk about vacations we went on, foods we ate, places we visited, things that aren't so easy to do anymore. So those are some ways to savor the past. She also gives strategies to savor the present. And some ways to do that can be through listening to music or reading a book. For me, a lot of savoring the present revolves around eating food. And if I'm being really honest, The main reason I started to practice savoring in the present is because sometimes when I would go and get french fries, because I really like fried foods, can you blame me, I would start eating one after another on my drive back and many times by the time I'd park my car, I'd go in for another french fry and I couldn't feel anything and it wasn't until I looked down that I'd noticed I'd eaten them all already. So I wanted to be more mindful of the present especially when I'm eating food I really like. While my example revolves around food, there are other ways of being mindful and savoring the present moment. The example in the book is to stop and smell the roses. So perhaps I can look around at the beautiful flowers, smell the nice smells when I go for a walk, but the reason I didn't use this example is because when I go for a walk, there's this horse and it just poops all over the place. It's out of control. It's stinking up my air. I tried to be that person that stops and smells the roses, but that's hard to do because of this horse and the horse's business. Um, Sometimes I can't tell if I'm going out for a leisurely walk or trying to qualify for the Olympic run and jump, but I hope the strategy can work for you more than it did for me. So now I'll move on to the third savoring strategy, which is what she calls savoring the future. So an example of this is thinking about something you're looking forward to in the future, or you can even fantasize about something in the future. 
For me, I tell myself that after the pandemic is over and Disneyland reopens, I'll go to Disneyland. I'll eat their beignets, the Dole Whip. I even tell myself I'll get some Disney swag. The extra time indoors has also allowed me to surf the web more, and just by pure serendipity, I come across so many restaurants that have menus I'd like to check out. For example, I came across this place that serves vegan birria, but a lot of these locations are temporarily closed, so, you know, I actually put these on my vision board. Um, while these are my strategies for savoring the future, for you that might be different. You may choose to think about the holidays in the future, restaurants you'd like to eat at, trips you'd like to go on, or things you'd like to do in the future that might not be easy to do right now. The idea is that if you're able to bring in the feelings you'll feel from positive events either in the future or even from the past into the present moment, you might feel a little better right now. So that's savoring. Next, I'll talk about gratitude. I'll share some strategies that you might already know about and some variations that I think are unique. After all, Dr. L says these strategies work best when they're varied. The first way of practicing gratitude is what a lot of us know about and keep, myself included, and that's a gratitude journal. Every night, I write down three things I'm grateful for that day, at least three things I'm grateful for that day. What did I write about last night? Oh yeah, so last night I had everything for a quesadilla and eggplant parmesan in my fridge, but I wasn't hungry enough for both, so I made a quesadilla, and then I went running. And when I finished running, I don't know if this happens to you, but all of a sudden I was really hungry. So I warmed up the leftover eggplant parmesan in the fridge and I ate it all. So <laughs> being able to eat two dinners was one of the things I was grateful for last night. I don't think this is something most people are grateful for, but I definitely am. And keeping a gratitude journal does a few things for me. The first is that I go through the day looking for good things to write about, and when something good happens, I make a mental note of it. And sometimes it feels easier to make a note of everything that didn't go according to plan rather than the things that were a pleasant surprise, so keeping a gratitude journal helps me keep things in perspective. I've also noticed that keeping a gratitude journal helps me remember the past in a positive light. Sometimes I can get bogged down by so many thoughts and worries, but when I look back to even a year ago, I can't remember what I worried about. And keeping a list of the good things that happened every single day, I can look back at any day and read about things I probably otherwise would have forgotten. One gratitude strategy she mentions in the book that I personally thought was really unique is to recall one negative thought and to substitute it with a positive one. Another gratitude strategy is to practice writing thank you letters. You can send it, but you don't have to send it. Just writing one is enough to make you feel better. I write a lot of thank you notes like this, but I only remember sending one, and she was so appreciative when she received it. Um, I had a lot of reservations about sending the letter because I thought, well, what if it doesn't seem sincere or this isn't me? Um, sometimes I can be a bit reserved with my feelings, and I had written this to someone who served as a mentor figure to me, and she really helped me through a tough time. So I took the letter and some flowers to her house, and I gave both to her, and she was so appreciative of it. 
Um, it actually felt like a full circle moment because here I was thanking her for being there for me and she was thanking me for sharing good news with her. And I realized that, you know, we live in a world where we're fed so much negative news. So when someone who's a well-wisher of yours hears something good, they like that. It also taught me that things like this can go a lot better than expected. And hey, if you try this strategy and also have this type of experience, let me know, okay? So that's gratitude. I'll share one more. The third strategy I liked is one I've been trying to practice more and more, and that's creating flow experiences. In the book, she describes flow experiences as those where you're unaware of yourself because you're totally immersed in what you're doing and fully concentrated. She says that flow activities require you to expand your mental and physical capacities while at the same time accomplishing something you find personally challenging and fulfilling. For me, this has been running. Now, I should preface by saying that if you knew me up until a few years ago, you'd probably know me as someone who absolutely hates running. I probably would have only done it if my life depended on it or if I absolutely had to, which was basically never. Actually, I used to have this fantasy that I'll go to sleep early and then I'll wake up in the morning and go for a run, but that was more in theory and less in practice. But turning running into a flow experience has made it more enjoyable. I've noticed that there are times when I'm running and I'm so focused on my breathing and the loud music I blast in my ears that I forget how long I've been running or how far I've run. And I also forget about whatever thoughts were running through my mind prior to the run. And on the topic of flow experiences, I've also been trying to turn things that are routine to me into a flow experience. For example, folding laundry did not seem like much fun before. And I can't say it's fun now either, but trying to make it seem like a flow activity makes the time go by much faster. And so to make it more like a flow activity, what I ask myself is, how can I store this to make it easier to access? Or how can I fold this so that it looks nicer? Or how can I be more efficient about the time it takes me to do laundry and fold my laundry? And in the book, she says that the reason flow experiences leave you feeling happier is because they're intrinsically rewarding and they're also free of negative emotions like guilt or shame. So that's how you find new flow activities or make activities you already do into a flow experience. And those are three strategies that I hope can make your day a little happier or at least a little more bearable. I'll summarize the three strategies again. They are savoring, gratitude, and practicing flow experiences. All right, so I hope they can apply to your day in some way. If you like what you heard, bring a friend. You know, I think this time is making for greater physical isolation, but if we can make someone feel less alone or feel more understood, then that's what this is here for. Also, if you have a topic you'd like to have discussed, send me a message. You can also send me a message on Instagram, and I'll leave a link to both below. Take care, and I'll see you next time on Reach a Chats.